1: Here we go, boys. Go. Hey. Oh, I love that sound. This is a good one.
2: Welcome to the Full Scale Outdoors podcast, Waterfowl Wednesday edition. I'm Nick Johnson and being joined by the real host of the Full Scale Outdoors, Dale Luganville. How's it going, man? What's up, Nick? Not much, dude. I just wanted to give a shout out to our sponsors before we get rolling. Boss Ammunition is our sponsor. Great makers of great clean shooting shotgun shells that have more knockdown power than steel. Oak Hammock Outfitters, if you want a rivet band, please call Bob at Oak Hammock Outfitters at 1204 389 2242 Tell him you want to sit in the Killing Field and you want it September 23rd. And Nick J. promises you a rivet band. A, pro- a promise? I, oh. I personally guarantee if you call Bob at Oak Hammock Outfitters at 204 389 2242, and you tell him Nick Johnson told you to call him and that you want to be in the pit at the Killing Field, which is the name of one of his fields, you will get a rivet band.
1: All right. That, that, that's... I promise. All
2: right. It's my personal guarantee. And if you don't, just try the t- September, Just try again on September 24th.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and if that doesn't work, try again. Yeah, on 25th, September 23rd. Yo, you will...
2: If you, if you sit in that pit, you will kill a rivet band, you know, within a day or two.
1: Wow. That's pretty, uh, pretty, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Bold statement. It is a great field to hunt. Bring a spinner. I always forget to bring a
2: spinner when I go up there. I'm just like chasing, the. You know, like uh, rivet bands, obviously, when I go up there. And then there's mallards everywhere. I'm like, if I would have just brought two fucking spinners, I'd (laughs) at least be crushing ducks. (laughs) It's never, like, on my mind when I go up there. But um, also, uh, the Nick Johnson Signature Series Goose Call by Pacific Calls is available at pacificcustomcalls.com. And uh, learn how to use that goose call with the Goose Tech app which is a really cool and interesting and awesome uh, app that we developed to help you learn how to blow a goose skull.
1: He's, we're almost selling like a real podcast over here with, with like uh, 20 minutes of commercials before we get into, the, get into the deal.
2: No, we've only done like 90 <laughs> seconds, and I think I let's keep it to that. Like, We don't even have real sponsors. We got shit that I came out with and my friend Bob.
1: All right. Well, who
2: doesn't even know that he's a sponsor?
1: That's fine. But, uh, I'm not you know, sh- sure yeah, Bob Boss does either.
2: Boss probably doesn't know they're a sponsor either, but right. no. <laughs> I bet Pacific Custom Calls doesn't even know they're a sponsor. I bet they don't even know I have a podcast.
1: I mean, that's kind of rude. I mean
2: yeah, it's rude of well, them isn't should,
1: it well it's it's rude of you to not invite them on the podcast so then they would then know about said podcast Dude you know what
2: i'm struggling with is it, it's i'm still struggling with the whole like um uh computer uh putting people's voice like so i can call them and conduct a podcast like uh, over what do you you use like um uh uh one of those things that, uh, streamyard Zoom like
1: yeah streamyard yeah a, streamyard does a pretty good stream, job stream,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It does. Actually the podcast we've done have had some good pretty good audio. But let's talk about some waterfowl related content now, huh?
1: Well, I mean might as well.
2: We might as well. It is waterfowl Wednesday.
1: <laughs> it is after all.
2: <laughs> um, well I'm up in Saskatchewan right now, um, guiding spring snow goose hunts. We started running our first hunt. Today's what? The uh it's April twenty five, six, ta- five? I think it is the 25th today. We started running our first clients. I I believe, on the 18th. 25, yep. So we've been having some some really, really great snow goose hunts up here in Saskatchewan. I've been on a couple of uh, really, really good ones. We had one morning the other night. uh, The other morning, I was guiding with uh, my coworker, Dylan Graves, and we uh, shot 70. Nice. And then we... uh, I hunted this other little spot that was really fun. We got
1: 46. Nothing wrong with 46.
2: 46, 70. And I had another morning. We got 37. I think those are the three hunts I've guided so far, man, but it is, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting up here. Um, As far as where we sit now with the, the late and delayed migration that we've had, um, when we got here, it was April 15th and there really wasn't much for birds around hell. I mean, there's still guys running around South Dakota shooting them up pretty good, you know? Right. And so here we are seven, eight hours across the Saskatchewan border. Um, and there actually was a couple of feeds that we found. Um, but we, uh, we were kind of biting our nails there, but cause we, we, we actually tried to push our, cl- our clients back from our their april 18th start date but they're you know all the logistics and all that they said no nah, don't worry about it we're gonna come we don't care if we have you, Dang,
1: you know if are, we struggle those are good clients
2: yeah and uh we ended up having a bunch of really good hunts but nice up here it is um so far what i've noticed is uh just the changing landscape of geese on a like damn near hour by hour basis like it's such a migration like uh hourglass like people think that like uh, the dakotas are where the birds hourglass real tight right
0: mhm
2: well it, up here in like the prairies you kind of have that but it's the pacific flyway and the central and mississippi flyway birds all hourglassing into the canadian prairies but right now it's almost just like they're just like swirling around in this wash tub
0: <laughs>
2: of uh of migra- like of migration like here today, gone tomorrow. Like they're just there's and they haven't all got here enough yet to where it seems like there's geese everywhere, you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Are you running a permanent spread or are you chasing?
2: We're chasing. We don't do any permanent spreads.
1: All right. Eh? So you're well, that's gotta be kind of difficult. If you're, there's no established feeds or, uh, you know, I mean, I there's guess. feeds, but
2: I mean, obviously you want to see them in there for a couple of feedings, you know, like a morning, afternoon, morning, afternoon, or at least an afternoon, morning, you know, like three feedings. They should, you know, it'd be nice, but we're starting to, um, like when we were running on our last group, starting to just go any place we see birds let's get on it yeah but there has been um there has been a pretty good influx of birds the last couple of days and we actually haven't had clients um so we usually book tuesday wednesday thursday for a three-day and friday saturday sunday that's the two three-day groups you can get well we don't have a group for this tuesday wednesday thursday so we've been building shelves in the shop and cleaning stuff and uh, uh going through all the equipment and all that but um the birds are really starting to show up pretty
1: good good now maybe maybe spring might actually happen is that what you're telling me
2: yeah what's it like back down in the states right now
1: Uh, i still got a bunch of snow around me in northern minnesota still plenty ice on the the ice on the lake there's uh the, the lakes down by the cities are open there's no snow to speak of down there i'd say even like Oh, Cloquet, that's pretty snow-free. And then once you start getting north of there, you start seeing more and more snow. But it, today we lost, it was nice and sunny today, and uh, we lost a fair amount of snow. But there's it's, <laughs> it's still out there. So we got fresh 8 inches last week. It was stupid. And now it's, I mean, it's just like today and tomorrow supposed to be decent, like in the 50s. But then the next few days after that, it's like highs in the 40s, lows, like just below freezing. It's like, oh, man, it just just doesn't seem to want to happen. Yeah, that sucks, dude. Oh, it totally sucks. And here Boy, I am in the so catch over it. one. I know, I know. I'm so it. So <laughs> it hasn't over actually it.
2: been too bad. But um, has been tempted. like in the morning.
1: I'm half tempted to just grab the, the shoddy and head to North Dakota. Just buzz out there for a weekend and do some, like, pass shooting, ditch pigging. Is there still
2: snow geese in North
1: Dakota? There's got to be. I, don't, I mean, I don't know that, I'm, but there's got to be. I have no idea. I, there has to be. Yeah, you would think there has to be.
2: I'm yeah. just not. I'm just not clicked in with like what's been going on in the United States since like April fifteenth, like then, since the day I left. Which honestly, was, I haven't been you know, paying attention either. <laughs> no, not really. Well, I also, I'm also down a truck right now. Uh, I crashed my truck. I drove at forty miles at uh, forty miles an hour into an oncoming semi.
1: I mean, it's kind of impressive. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, dude, it hurt a lot. Well, I like, bet. I'm feeling a lot of pain. I bet you're still yeah. sore. Yeah, I saw the picture and on, on Instagram. I was like, oh my For- god! And after I'd like just given you shit about ah, you don't even work because I was like, like we doing a podcast last week and. He's like, um You didn't even say anything when I talked to you. It was <laughs> like then I saw the post and I was like, well, What the heck?
2: <laughs> yeah, I was actually uh You could
1: have said kinda of yeah, really sore
2: I, and in a lot of pain to do a podcast like a week ago. I'm still pretty fucked up and sore, but I'm moving around and we're, I've obviously guided three snow goose hunts. Like when they asked me to guide that first one, like Ben asked me, Can you are you good to go for this afternoon? Like I almost wanted to say because no, I was pretty fucked up but it feels like, uh, you know, if you are jogging and you got, like, a uh, severe, like, side ache?
1: Yeah. Oh, God, I hate those.
2: Yeah, it feels like I have that kind of all the time mm. right now. My, Like, I don't know, maybe, like, I got hit in the ribs with, a, you know, with, a, like, a base, little mini baseball bat or something. I'm, my ribs hurt and my ankle hurts. But um could have been way fucking worse.
1: Oh, for sure. But I just thought I, I had to so chuckle after the fact. And you're like, well, I can't. I'm working. It would have been, like... Well, I just wrecked my truck. I'm like, oh, fair enough. All right. That makes sense. That's a good excuse. Yeah. (laughs) Instead, you gave me the working excuse. (laughs) Yeah. And
0: I put it
2: in my post like, you know, like I wasn't distracted. Obviously, I was distracted by something if I fucking blew an intersection that had a yield sign. You know, I'm on a gravel. So I'm on a gravel road. I'm grid searching for snow geese. This is last Monday. I'm on a gravel road. I'm grid searching. There's really not many geese around, right? Because this is, uh, What maybe my second or third day of scouting And we had just talked about how there wasn't Many geese around yet and I'm just Working this area you know between this river And this highway right And so I'm just kind of going north And then cutting east and going south I'm grid searching
1: right Right.
2: And so I'm on a gravel road And I'm grid searching And um Somehow I don't and I don't remember That's the fucking craziest thing About it is I don't know how I was distracted because um, my phone was like wedged in between my seat and my center console. Like, uh, you know, like I'm not looking at my phone. That's where I went to recover my phone after the accident to go call 911. Like as soon as the accident happened, I ran out, talked to the driver of the semi truck. We both established we were both okay. And I ran back and I grabbed my phone from there. Like that's where it was. So I know I, that's the only reason I know I wasn't on my phone. And I'm like, well, what else could I have fucking been distracted with? Was it the radio? Well, no, I was listening to a really good uh, podcast by Ramsey Russell. Had a great podcast on the... uh, He had a guest on about the history of Minnesota Duck Clubs. Mm. So I'm listening to this podcast about the history of Minnesota Duck Clubs on the Ramsey Russell uh, Always... It's Always Duck Season Somewhere podcast. Okay, so now I'm not fiddle-fucking with my radio. I'm not fiddling with my phone. Like... How the fuck did I blow a yield sign and <laughs> run straight into a semi? And that's almost like kind of the fucking scariest part about it is like I don't what, did I just zone out? Did I just like like go into la la land and fucking drive into a semi truck? Cuz it'd be one thing if it was if I was like um oh, I uh, I learned my lesson. I shouldn't look at big ass girls on Instagram while I'm out <laughs> scouting anymore.
1: Right. Right.
2: Right. Or like, oh, I shouldn't you know, I should really try to keep my eyes on the road when uh, you know I'm, I'm looking at a feed that I'm driving past. But I wasn't driving past any feeds. I wasn't on my phone. I don't honestly even remember. The only thing I can think of, and I'm I'm pretty sure this is right, but honestly, I don't know if it is right. Is um I, that early um when I, that first few days when we were scouting, and even now to a little to a lesser degree. We are getting turned around on these gravel roads by, um, snow drifts and muddy conditions that Mm. you just, you're not going to risk, you're not going to risk driving like down these gravel roads if they're fucked up. Right. Right. Then somebody else has to come and pull you out. So, and it's already happened to one of us. One of us has gotten stuck already. So I think what I was doing was like from, I was driving southbound on this gravel road and I was looking across the intersection and I think I was looking at, there was a little snow over the gravel road or what appeared to be snow over the gravel road ahead of me. And I think I was gazing ahead of it at ahead on the road going, shit, is that a snow drift? Am I going to have to turn around up there? Oh shit. Boom. Oh, and I think that's how it happened.
1: I mean, that's
2: what I said. Like right as, the, after the accident, that's what I said happened. Like. That's what I told the tr- semi driver. He's like, "What the fuck? Didn't you see me coming?" Yeah. I was like, "Dude, I don't know what the fuck just happened." Like, I don't know. It, it was super fucking freaky, dude.
1: Huh? Yeah. I mean, just lost in thought, or like I said, looking ahead, and kind of, kind of nuts. I mean, but uh, could have been so much worse. Instead, if you were going a little bit faster down that stretch, you know, and you had entered that intersection what a half second earlier he'd have been t and you and this would be this conversation probably wouldn't be happening
2: oh dude even like a quarter of a second like it was a i hit a an oil tanker semi so like um you know a semi truck with a big old oil tanker mm-hmm. that it was hauling, and i hit its back wheel so even if i was like a quarter second like before when i crossed the road i would have probably just been under his back oh, wheel jesus like, I kind of like my the front end of my truck smashed the wheels, right? Like, the back wheels of the oil tanker. Whew. And that's pretty fucking scary, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like giving me like, I'm, I kind of like my my, my my anxiety's up right now. <laughs> like, like, <whoosh. laughs> like, I'm serious. Like, I'm just like, oh, God, that's so scary. Like, it's just like, whew. that shit freaks yeah, me out. Yeah, and, it,
2: and- Dude, if, if you, like, have ever seen, like, a TV show or some shit, like, where somebody gets hit, you know, T-boned in a car or whatever, it was literally just like that. Like, didn't see it coming, nothing. I did, like, hit the brakes, like, literally when, like, when I was, like, maybe 10 feet in front of the fucking semi-truck. Like, boom! And I just, and I, just I don't know how many times the truck, like, my truck spun before it went into the ditch. Like, one to five times, I guess. I don't even, you know, I have no fucking idea. But I just was like, "Holy fuck!" Damn. And uh, I like, I was like, "And I had just gotten my truck fixed too." I was like scouting <laughs> after I went to the shop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> man, yeah. Son of a bitch! And I just cleaned it, and I just put a tank of gas. You know,
1: I did all the things. Really That's I where you be. went wrong.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, man, dude! Like, so, anyways, uh, if you're out scouting. Fucking A, man. Be careful out there. Like I've been driving a motor vehicle for 20 years now, and that's my first accident, my first major accident. And here's another thing I learned about minor accidents versus major accidents. If you back up into somebody at a gas station, they call you a fucking idiot, and they're really mad at you, right? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: If you smash 40 miles an hour into into an oil semi, people are just happy you're alive.
1: <laughs> so, go big or go home. I guess what we're trying to say.
2: <laughs> go big or go home.
1: <laughs> oh man, yikes! I'm a like, little can, surprised. Can, what, like getting back into the. Uh, not to end this phenomenal conversation, but I am kind of freaked out. Um, <laughs> what, what kind of what kind of spreads are you guys running up there?
2: Um. We're running all full body spreads. We just got some new um, Dakota decoys uh, up here. Last year they were running uh, Dave's, but yeah, we got new Dakota decoy full bodies, and we haven't been driving into anywhere. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. We have been able to drive into a couple of hunts, but mostly it's been, um, squatting um, in like four wheeler and in. Yep. And we've been using anywhere from like ten to. 13 or 14 dozen full bodies
1: okay so not super huge spreads pretty small as far as snow goose hunting goes you know sure
2: but you know another thing is we're hunting twice a day like if the guys don't get their limit and the hunting hasn't been good enough yet for guys to get their limit like we're probably in like 40 or 50 bird average right now. But you know, when you got six guys, that's 120 geese is their limit. There is a 20 bird limit in Saskatchewan. That's kind of crazy. So only so we are birds. hunting twice a day. Like, so we got a quad in, you know, and right now legal shooting time. Shit, dude, hold on. Let me look. Um, legal shooting time right now where I'm at is five twenty-six a.m.
1: Oh my God. <laughs>
2: So 5:26 a.m. We got to have the clients there and ready. If we're hunting like a half hour from, the, so if the if 5 if it's 5:25 legal shooting time, I tell the clients to always show up for or 30 minutes before legal, so that the clients show up at 4:55. That means that I want to be to the field about 3:45 probably. If it's a half hour away, I got to get a or a, I got to leave at 3:15. If I got to leave at 3:15, I got to wake up at 2:30. Wow. So that's the type of that's the type of um like morning hunt that we get and then afternoon um afternoons are like nine o five right now is the end of legal shooting time like nine oh five pm that's a day and we're not running
1: hunt- <laughs>
2: that's a, that's a long day Whew. that is a very long day so but it's not um so far the afternoon hunts have. Proved to be not as long as you would expect them to be. And neither of the, the morning hunts, too. Like, so far, uh, the other morning when we killed 70 birds, we called the hunt to, and went to go get the trucks at 7.45 a.m. Damn. Yeah, like, it was a couple hours, and, like, at 7.45 a.m., we had not seen a snow goose flying. There was a bunch of dark geese or cackling geese flying around. Um Uh, But we literally like not had an opportunity to shoot a snow goose for like a half hour. We had 70 on the ground, probably by seven (laughs) fifteen, maybe even a little bit earlier. You know, so it was a good hunt. It was good. It was fast paced. We put a lot of birds down, and then it almost like lights switched off. And like by seven forty five, I was like, "Well, I I, I don't know. Are we done, guys?" They're like, "Yeah, let's call it. Let's go in and get breakfast." Like hell yeah, because the guys want to, you know and these days are only going to be getting longer from here. So it's only going to be getting, um, it's only going to be getting earlier in the morning and later at night. And, and so far, like the afternoon hunts, um, you know, you can hunt till, what did I just say? Like nine Oh five. p.m. Yeah, right nine now.
1: Something.
2: It's nine something. Yeah. That's going to keep getting later, but the birds are still going to feed like a couple hours before that, you know? So you can kind of, you know, even before sunset, you can be like, okay. It's over, guys. Maybe the one afternoon hunt I ran, I think we maybe called it maybe 45 minutes before actual sunset, because it was over, right?
1: Yeah, you can can kind of just know, like, when there's, like I said, it's flowing, it's flowing, and all of a sudden, it's like somebody turns faucet off. It's like, and I guess we're done.
2: Yeah, we're not hunting field mallards, where, like, they come out right at last light, or, like, super cold late season honkers, like... Um, these snow geese are are putting the feed bag on when they're up here and, uh, and they're going out to feed plenty early. And by the time sunset comes around, like they're well done or they, they are where they're going to be. I should say that. Sure.
1: Huh. You haven't seen any like midday migration or activity? Oh dude,
2: migration is happening. Migration activity has been happening nonstop since the moment I arrived here. Like, when I first arrived, I was coming into town, that was uh, like April 16th or something, April 15th or 16th, there was geese migrating from the north, um, going south, and that was like the first birds that I'd seen north of Saskatoon, like after I'd gotten out of Saskatoon. And uh, basically, it's just been completely nonstop, every day, new birds are arriving old birds are leaving it's it's uh it's really fun to watch the different daily events of birds happen that 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 spot where we had shot 70 geese by seven fifteen a.m that i was just talking about that area like didn't have a fucking goose in it like a like the next day i just i scouted it like two days later and i i had to give up because i could not find any geese wow and uh, yeah, birds are coming in. They're moving around, um, but I think the majority of them are still a little bit south of us. When they when we get a bunch more birds in, they should they should
1: settle down. Sure. Well, I don't, well, doing you know, some. What are you seeing for, as far as mix of adults and juvies?
2: Uh, all adults so far, for the most part.
1: Sorry, my phone decided oh, it heck? wanted. my watch decided it wanted to talk to me? Seriously, it's uh, uh, yeah, always so far, listening. Um.
2: I think the other morning when we shot 36, I think four of them were juvies.
1: Okay. Well, so then there's definitely that, still birds in North they, Dakota.
2: And then, like, yeah, probably. And then, like, <laughs> that seven, that 70 stack we got, I would say uh, two of them were juvies. And, uh, yeah, not much for Juvies. We are shooting some old Rossies, man. Man, have I seen some nasty warts on some yeah. on some Rossie bills, man. Like a couple of fat unicorns. Some caruncles. Like a unicorn. Oh. oh, yes. A unicorn would be like a, a Ross goose that has like a wart that's so bad it looks like a unicorn horn coming
1: mm-hmm. off of it. Or a rhino. seen, a, seen doubles before. A, a, a rhino.
2: Rhino is a good word for
1: it, too. Mm-hmm. So cool. I think they're cool. They're nar Like some are so gross, but yet cool. And it's like, dang, that's so cool. Yeah, it's like, don't you want to just like nibble one off? <laughs> um, no, <laughs> no, no. I, I I've eaten some weird shit, but I don't. I don't know deep fried Ross Goose carnicle. I don't know if that's uh, on the menu. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. That better be your next Snapchat. <laughs>
2: <laughs> me cutting one off and eating it just,
1: just tearing one off with your front teeth Ugh. right in the field there yeah, come on impress the clients
2: would you rather do it for the gram <laughs> <eat a> Ros- <laughs> would you rather eat a roscoose um a roscoose wart or uh a shoveler's tongue
1: a shoveler's tongue <laughs> i've i I've heard duck tongue taste pretty good, so that's the only reason I say that I haven't had it. I haven't tried it, but I guess they fry up crisp up nice and they're uh, a good treat so i'm gonna i'm gonna go that route but that's interesting yeah, you know it probably doesn't taste like anything as long as that ross Goose didn't have his face buried in some shit mud you know can i do I get to wash <laughs> the ross do I get to wash it off first or I gotta just go oh natch? Oh, natch for <sighs> sure. Yeah, that one's that's gonna be tough. It's gonna depend on the birds. Depend on how clean that bird looks.
2: <laughs> so you're the one who sent me that. Um, I think you're the one who sent me that study about why roskies actually get those um, warts around their bills, right? Yeah. Yep. It's and so I've I've <laughs> talked about that a couple of times with clients, where that roskies are such a small, diminutive species of goose, and they have and they, they do like ha- have to assert their dominance in some way, but fighting each other can be so risky that they might break their own like flight feathers when they do it that they grow these warts as an assertion of dominance so they don't actually have to fight. Does that sound right?
1: Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. It comes down to like head-bobbing and posturing, and and what they found is that uh, birds with the caruncles, as they're called, or the warts, had... Much less incidence of actual violence than birds that were posturing without warts of similar age. It seems
2: like, yeah, maybe, I don't know. That study seems. Hey, you watch like one flock for a few days and and you come up with that, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, it. it was an old, it seemed like an old paper. It's the only one I could find ever done on the subject. So, you know, I mean, they're kind of the only. Uh, voice of authority. One day <laughs> in the field. So one day I'm gonna I'm gonna
2: learn how to interview guests on uh, Zoom or uh, uh, the other one, and I'm gonna find out. There you we'll, go. We'll, We will find out. We will find out on this podcast one day when we get more technically savvy.
1: To me, I just I just blindly uh, believe it because it makes sense to me. Like what else? What other purpose? <laughs> what, I mean, what other purpose would it serve? And that you know, and we all know, like ducks and geese, they do the head bobbing thing. So to me, it makes sense.
2: So how come no other ducks or geese have the warts?
1: Um, maybe some are just uh they like to open a can of whoop ass. I mean, you know, they just like to get into it. I don't know. I mean you could ask that you, heard you could you people- ask that about just like anything. Like if well if, if the right color pattern was for a mallard to be a green head and whatever, that's how they attract mates, how come every duck doesn't look like a mallard? I mean some animals take a different evolutionary path just because they did and it worked so it's true
2: have you ever heard people say like geese are the geese are so mean
1: yes do you believe it uh to an extent i mean i mean Sometimes. i, there, there I certain, mean most of the
2: time they seem like they're getting along together pretty well though right
1: yeah there's certain domestic breeds that like are pretty territorial um you know, they're they're known to, like, well, get these. They're much more calm or whatever. And some will just, like, straight chase you out of the yard. But I've always said that, like, at least with honkers, that it's like an uneasy alliance. <laughs> like, they kind of hate each other, but yet flock together. And, you know, I've watched them interact. I, and the one that sticks out most in my mind is the time I was that's some, like, birthday party or something. And it was winter, a bunch of snow on the ground. I was in Northfield. There's a ton of geese, um, just head tucked in, riding out the storm. And this one goose decided he was gonna walk through the flock. You know, why he didn't just get up and fly over, he'd have been totally left alone. I don't know, but he just that poor thing just played pinball all the way across. Like if he got, you know, there, these geese all had their heads tucked in, looked like they're just like you know sleep dead to the world. But the moment that goose got within neck range of another of another goose, that head came out and nipped at it, pulled feathers off and everything. And so this poor goose is just, like, jumping to the left, getting bit, jumping to the right, getting bit, and finally he got to the far end and found himself in another pocket and settled down. I don't know what was wrong with where he was at, but <laughs> he ran the gauntlet.
2: Hey, spe- speaking of, like, territorial geese, there is honker pairs everywhere up here. I have not seen a single flock of honkers. There's lots and lots of flocks of um, cackling geese. But of Canada geese, there is just territorial pairs everywhere setting up ready to nap.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to see As that around here, too. Everywhere. I'd say about two weeks and ago I saw mouth. a few flocks, but now it's just all pairs.
2: And the mallard rut is in full effect. <laughs> the, mallards, the mallards are rutting hard up here. The honkers are setting up shop. It is like spring has sprung up here. There's still like a lot of, uh, it depends like if bigger bigger lakes and lagoons. They're still froze. Like sheet water is kind of opened up around here. But it's interesting to see um, how these birds are setting
1: up shop for their
2: breeding season right now.
1: Oh yeah, let the rape games begin.
2: Let the rape games begin and the honker the <laughs> so the like the Gentile honkers be to be raising their families yes, together, yes. both male and
1: female. Uh-huh. so like what That's your, why I like,
2: like that's why I like big honkers, man. They're family they're family units.
1: They're, they're, yeah, they're, they're, uh, they're good parents. they, I mean, they are, are pretty more, good parents. Good parents. Geese are more relatable to humans than ducks are. For sure. Definitely. Yeah. Well dude,
2: uh, Should we call it? Should we call that an episode?
1: All right. How long are you up there?
2: I'm up there up here until May fourteenth or fifteenth is our last day of clients.
1: All right, got a couple more weeks yet. All right, right on. Cool. Few more weeks.
2: All right, dude. Well, yeah. um, Good chatting with you. Let's uh, um,
1: thank our sponsors,
2: Boss Ammunition. Shoot it if you haven't shot it. Trust me, it works a lot better than your steel shot. I don't care what you say. I mean, I do care what you say. (laughs)
1: Because you're wrong. It does. Trust it. It's just better. <laughs> I care what you say trust because me. it's wrong.
2: <laughs> Try some Bismuth out. It'll it'll impress you. It'll impress you. Try out uh, Nick Johnson's signature series, Goose Call. It will also impress you, as will the Goose Tech app. Um, call Bob with Oak Hammack Outfitters. Rewind this podcast and listen to his phone number again. If you need his phone number, call him up. Tell him you want to sit in the killing field if you want a rivet band.
1: And I think that's all we got for today, right? Uh, Nick J. Guarantee rivet band. That's the Nick J
2: guaranteed that you will get a rivet band in the killing field on September 23rd or 24th. I promise you, as long as you don't just shoot every fucking goose that comes <laughs> in. You're yeah. going to if you sit, you sit there until noon, you should get a rivet.
1: That's still a pretty bold statement. And I'm kind of like, now I'm going to be excited to wait and see if it happens. I almost need to set a reminder on my phone for those dates.
2: The 23rd or the 24th. If you are in the killing field, the 23rd or the 24th at okamic outfitters you should be able to s- extract at least one rivet band on the 23rd or the 24th of september make sure you're applying for your manitoba license give bob a call make sure you can get in that field on those days no matter what it, it depends on what depends on what a rivet band's worth to you you know he's got a price tag call him up see what it is tell him you want the nick J special
1: <laughs> there you go.
0: <laughs> and
1: then tell him, right. thanks for supporting the Waterfall Wednesday episode of Full Scale Outdoors podcast. So he's, yeah, he, he'll go, yeah, um, I'm doing what now? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be a great way for him to find out. <laughs> right,
2: exactly. It would be a great way. If somebody booked the killing field for the 23rd and 24th of September, 2023, because of this podcast, it would be a great way for him to learn that he sponsors a
1: podcast. Hell yeah, bro. I hope that happens. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, man. Well, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stay up here. Hopefully, the snow goose hunting gets a little better, um, and uh, we'll we'll check back in with you soon.
1: All right, dude. Talk to you next week. All right, man. Bye. Talk to you later. Bye. Where you think they are? Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's
0: the most exciting fishing that I know, right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome! Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience, brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from seven to ten p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment a life that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby 68 western move oh, their baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p m eastern on waypoint tv